0: Hey guys, it's Ron. As everybody knows, I'm not on the show this week. So,
1: I'm sorry that I punched Connor when he made fun of the X-Men. It was wrong. I know that now. I shouldn't have done it. He's allowed to like what he likes,
0: and just because he doesn't like what I like doesn't mean that I should, you know, get physical. It was wrong. So, there, I did it, I said it, I said I'm sorry, public apology. Hopefully I can get back on the show next week. Hope the show's going well. Maybe I'll be on next week. Bye.
1: Welcome to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 73. My name is Connor. I'm here with Josh. Hello. And Ron's been a bad boy, and he's on probation. (laughs) That's what really happened. (laughs) You can't solve disagreements with fists, children. (laughs) We are iFanboy. We like comic books, and we read comic books every week. One of us will pick the best book they read and write a review of it on our website, and then we'll talk about it in the podcast as well as other books from the week and other items of interest. Um, but this is a review show, so we want to warn everybody that there will be spoilers and there will be discussions on storylines, so if you haven't read your books yet, pause it and come back to the show when you're done, so you can enjoy your books along with us. <laughs> uh, now you turn the page, you'll read along with the book. Uh, this week Josh had the pick, so Josh, uh, what you got
0: for us? I had, uh, I don't know if, if you were like me, but do you have a big old week this week?
1: I like eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I
0: guess it's getting to be the norm, so it's not really big anymore. Right. It's just the same thing.
1: And I, I, uh, I I
0: enjoyed most of my books. I think you and I talked. It was kind of a B plus week.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of like that was good. Nothing was like woo that was really Mm -hmm. good. You know, it was it was a lot of solid work this week. A lot of workman workman like. So
0: um, I'm sitting. I've read all my books, and I kind of had a few choices. Um, and then I'm. I'm flipping through it, and I just, I just really noticed uh, in the spirit number four this week, just like the ones that have come before it, um, it just the artistry in this book is just flooring me. That's fantastic. The, 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 it, 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 even, it's not even really apparent at first look. You could breeze through this and be like, yeah, that was simple, and, and, and there's nothing to it. But the more I flip through it, the more I look at the pages and the frame layouts and, and just the pacing and, and it's just really impressing me. If you look at the the very first page, and it's it's very possible that I picked this just because of this first page, mm-hmm. the spirit, who's kind of beaten a little bit, as he always is in these books, which is funny, <laughs> pulls himself into the frame. Yep. And this is one of those things that if you're not paying attention to comics, you won't notice how good they are. Like, this is, the, he uses his, his his pages and he uses his panels so, so specifically, it's really interesting. When I say he, I mean Darwin Cook. Um, the other half of this being that
1: uh, this first part takes place in the in the desert, and the coloring in this book floored me. Oh, totally. They they colored it to match the scene. Mm-hmm. Everything was washed out and sandy. Yeah, and, and you know the, it's it's a subtle thing to do, but I can't remember anybody
0: else doing it. You come into that next page where they have the typical splash page with the spirit. Um, the logo, yeah, yeah, and 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 just every like the imagination that goes into those every month is is enough to make it really good. But if you look at look at the lines on on him and and even the coloring actually fills in some of the drawing. I would love to see this drawing in black and white. Yep, because there's just there's like all the the negative space and things like that that is just used really well. So then when they switch to you know back in the present or actually the past three days earlier the 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 color of the city and everything it's 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 incredibly you know vibrant again, and he's not using that that three d color in the same way that a lot of you know the like i wanted to say the marvel and image style of 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 colors
1: right they're shading, but it's not overly shaded it's yeah pretty, it's still basically pretty pretty flat not flat but it's it's pretty basic coloring but it fits is, no i mean that basic thing it's simple it's just yeah. It's, it's, it's it's perfect, it's, is what it's I'm like saying. It's like the art. It's, it's it's simplistic yet powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, Darwin Cook knows how to make comic books. Boy, doesn't he? And not just make comic books, but he knows how to tell a story within them. I mean, he's, yep. he he knows how to, he's a storyteller. Which is interesting, because he was an animator. Right, well, I guess, you know, you learn how to tell a story that way through pictures, too.
0: Yeah, but clearly he studied his Eisner. Sure, absolutely. Um, and, and 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 one of the things that I mentioned in my review of this is that you know, originally it comes off as, an, as a nostalgic comic book, and I don't, I don't tend to have the the love for the past so much. I'm like, I don't, I don't love things that are like a throwback unless they're really, really good. And then at that point, you know, that is when they can stand on their own merit outside of being a throwback book. Mm-hmm. That's when I can really like something. And I think that that's that's one of the things about this that I dug is that it doesn't rely on the fact that it's a throwback
1: book. Why, why do you, why do you think it's a throwback book? I'm curious about that. Well, like because what it, is it beyond the art style and the and the character itself? Well, a
0: I, I mean the, the those two things are, are big, but um, you know it exists in sort of this it's clearly in the modern world, but mm-hmm. the tone of it is slightly I don't know what the word is for it, but the tone of it feels like a slightly earlier time. Which is mm-hmm. the same thing that he did in, in New Frontier. And he did it but without making it feel uh anachronistic, I guess. Right. I mean, I, I don't know. I can't put my finger exactly on it. But, you know, the, the dame in trouble is just a little bit sassy in a way that you don't normally get now because stories now are a little more reality based and a little less, uh, a little more ironic, sort of, in what they're doing. Sure. Maybe less ironic. I don't know which, but you know what I'm saying.
1: Yep. Um. How do you? What do you think about the character of the spirit himself? I'm liking him more and more and more every issue. Isn't he great? And he's just like, he's very capable and good at what he does, but at the same time, he's kind of bumbling.
0: He's a little bit bumbling, he's a little bit beaten down, but he's also a little bit, like, he's still, he's still a bit smug, but in sort of right. that charming way.
1: You know who this totally is? Who? Totally George Clooney.
0: It is George Clooney.
1: Oh my god! The spirit is George Clooney. If, oh there's, my ever, if there's ever a spirit movie, it needs to be George Clooney. Have you been holding that one back on me? No, Did I just realized it. Just look wow, he pages. really could.
0: I, I hope Frank Miller's in talks with him. <laughs> wow, you're not kidding.
1: No, he totally is. I think and he cool. owes us. <laughs> part of the charm. He owes
0: us for Batman. <laughs> yeah. Clooney will be the first one to admit it.
1: Um, but I, and I think I think what's great about the Spirit is um, you get a sol- really just a really solid good comic book story every month. Yeah. Um, but that also kind of works against it in that uh, it's similar to I'd say Powers and similar to Ex Machina and books like that where uh, you almost come to expect it. So it's less.
0: Uh, and if they drop the ball just a little bit, you feel completely let down.
1: Yep. Yeah, and then you, at the same time, it's you, it's almost you know it doesn't get the recognition it deserves because you expect it to be so good. Right. So um, you know we could have easily picked I think any of the first four issues of the Spirit. It's just that yeah uh, we expect Darwin Cook to put out really good work, so therefore it's it's this less is, impressive.
0: This is a little bit like Scorsese's Oscar. Yes. <laughs> like it should have won all this other times, and it doesn't diminish from this issue. No. I gotta say, like I'm just sitting here flipping through it as you flip through it. The pages and the, and the, just what he does with such a small amount of lines, like it really deserves further looking at.
1: It's also very dense. There's a lot of panels. Yeah, there is. Um, so you know, is there's a lot of panels, which is unusual these days. Usually, you know, you've got at least one big panel so the artist can flex his muscles mm-hmm. and show off. Uh, he he he's more towards this is what I need to tell the story, and if it's the panel if the page needs Ten pounds is going to have ten panels. Right, but
0: if it needs a big one, I can do that too. Sure, absolutely. You know, the one thing we should you know, if you want to if you want to read this, you could go out there and pick up this right now. Yep. You could you pick know, up number four, having no experience with it. You know, that you'll be fine.
1: I mean, we 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 basically have little to no information on the character other than that the one origin issue, which really even without that, um, don't need it. It was still enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I know very little about the spirit as a character himself, never having read anything about him. Uh, not about him, but anything of him mm-hmm. before. So you can totally just pick up any issue of the Spirit. And be fine.
0: Let me let me ask you this. Just we'll throw a little uh, a little thought. What do you think of the character of Hussein Hussein? <laughs> because it could be, be wacky, said, yeah, it could be said that he's a little stereotypical. And in this time of conflict between the uh, American culture and some of the Middle East culture, right? But
1: he's a very, he's a, a he's a Muslim, but he's also he's very liberal Muslim. Mm-hmm. He loves America and the dancing girls and the cowboy hats and the money. Is it a little stereotypical, do you think uh, Well, I mean, is it stereotypical if he was very devout and praised? You know. No
0: no, I'm, well I know I mean I think I've actually seen this this depiction a lot in in media, like people who come here and you know fallen in, in in the ways of the West, and he's kind of bumbling and he's fat and he's kind of he's like uh he's like John Reese Davies in Indiana Jones.
1: What what other instances have you seen this? Story? There's a character
0: this I'm going to go there's a in You never watched Sleeper Cell, did you?
1: No. There's
0: a character in Sleeper Cell exactly like this. But it just sort of it it I don't know. It just I was just thinking that it, it could be thought of as one way or another. I'm just trying to think of, of right. if he's saying something else with this or not. I
1: don't really know. I don't know either. But I do like the idea that even though they are they are um one-time stories, you there's still a slight thread in this mm-hmm. in this Group this octopus group. Well, it's there if you need it, but you don't. Right. It's there if you want it, but you don't need it. Exactly. So people who who do need that, because we do hear from people who do who do need that thread and don't like one and done stories. Mm-hmm. There will, I think there will be some sort of payoff. I think. That's my guess. I think, uh, you know, similar I think to you he's, he's in. for twelve issues. I think so.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, What's this book? What's gonna happen to this book when they bring somebody else on?
1: I don't know. It's gonna be. It'll all depend on who they bring in. <laughs> so let's talk about another book. Uh, very similar in. I think. The Brave and the Bold, number two. Um, this is the second issue of the Way, George Perez Brave and the Bold relaunch. This one features Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, and Supergirl. These pages blow my mind away. <laughs> they give me a headache looking at them. And not in a bad way. Right. There's just so much. Poor guy's hand's going to fall off. He takes pride in it. I mean, he really takes pride in being the most detailed panel-packing artist there is. Um, I'd not, love to see how Screw out. you, Jeff Darrow. <laughs> what book is Jeff Darrow on? Nothing. Yeah, he's, he's the most. Perez is the most panel packing artist out there right now. Mm-hmm.
0: And he hasn't lost a beat. I, I mean, like I don't, and I don't say that because he's old, but like he's been around a long time. Oh, totally. And so I tend to think of him as like you know they eventually start to go away after a while, and he hasn't, and he isn't, doesn't seem like he's going to, and that's great.
1: I mean, they are doing this. I think it's coming out every two months. I think the book comes out.
0: Really? The first one felt like it was only a month ago.
1: I'm pretty sure it's either that or every six weeks. Right. Um, yeah. Well, look at the pages. I mean, my well, God. No.
0: Yeah. I mean, even if if he was a young, spry, 23, I don't, I don't, right. I
1: wouldn't begrudge him that. Um, so I'm actually. So did you like this book? Yeah, I did, despite myself. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little surprised. Um, just because I, uh, it's a very. This is this is very much a throwback kind of comic.
0: Absolutely. And I said the same thing about the last issue. Is that I, for all intents and purposes, on paper, I wouldn't like this. But despite myself, I did, and I think it was because, and I, I've it, it, that Mark Wade like he's got this he's got this thing about just throwing as much into this as he can and just making it as big and as wacky and as towering as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. And I and I know it's silly, and I I just enjoy it because mainly because I, I don't you don't see this in comics very much anymore.
1: Right, and it, I think it's, just it's a, fun. It's a good antidote. I mean, mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to read five or six books week. Every week that we're this way, this kind of tone. Mm-hmm. But in in the midst of all the realism and the grittiness, it's nice to ha- it's nice to have one where it's just big old goofy superhero fun. Yeah, and not goofy in a jokey way, just bi- goofy in a you know it's we're on a goofy. planet it's all casinos, casinos. and you know Hal Jordan has got the, the, the goofy costume on, not the the, the the one he's disguised in. Sure. And, you know, um, and Supergirl just beats the aliens just as a little. It had a little
0: had a little cheesecake in it, but it also yeah. like the thing about, um, Hal Jordan basically
1: like don't
0: be attracted to the teenager over and over again, was yeah, was
1: pretty funny. See, I, I couldn't decide if that was a commentary from Wade on, on Supergirl being sexualized or just a joke. I think a little of both
0: because it can also be a comment on, on Hal Jordan getting older because he was the playboy. Right. You know, and like what are his instincts? Well, go after the girl or whatever and you know, she's throwing herself at him basically. Is Supergirl always written like this? I've never read her.
1: I read I've only read her very, very, very briefly in Superman Batman before I dropped it, so I haven't read anything about um My only confusion about this was I don't know how old they mean how old Jordan to be because at one point when he finally turns her down for good he says, You're seventeen and even if you were ten years older you'd be too young for me. And he was supposed
0: to be, like, in his late which, 20s when he came I back. don't...
1: No, I mean, I don't know how old that means that they mean him to be, then. Right. Because if, you know, if a 27-year-old yeah, girl is too young for him to be involved with, then he's got to be pretty old. hmm uh, Which doesn't seem to jive with what's it, where they're going with him. But
0: anyway... Um, you know what's something that that I will... A uh, criticism that I will lay upon upon stuff... Sure. ...is that I do not see really imaginative uses of Hal Jordan's ring very often. Right. Anymore. I remember and this is this is a ways back Chuck Dixon did a Mm -hmm. a two part series uh it was like a two special edition uh prestige issues of of Kyle Rayner going through space to do something and I just remember laughing out loud at all the stuff right that they had cooked up for Kyle to do like he was flying through space but instead of flying in a in a like just flying in a little green bubble he had dreamt up uh like a like an old Cadillac convertible Mm -hmm. and like there was a little green cooler in the back and like Little dice hanging off the mirror, and it was just like funny. And I know that that was one of the Kyle aspects of his personality. But like all of this is, I create chains and I make a big fist that grabs the guy.
1: Oh, well, I think that's the difference between Hal and, and Kyle. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Kyle, I would, I would like that too. It's just that seems to be the way. Um, mm-hmm. well, but that, I do, I, I do like. I mean, you don't get the constructs, but I like the way that they play with the power. Like he made the little, little communications devices for him and Supergirl mm-hmm. with, the, with the ring and. the... And they talked about um, was it was it this one? that talked about. Or am I reading too much? Green Lantern. Where they talked about how the the green uh, keeps him warm. No, that's this one. Cause she's all cold. Cause she's in her yeah. half shirt. Uh, it's just I, that, I mean that stuff is is interesting to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they're giving him a little bit more of a personality, which is good.
0: Yeah. Well, there was so much in this issue. It's even hard to like. There was so many little hints and. Tips and things going on and stuff, and it was just jam packed, which was which was for like you said, it was a lot of fun.
1: I think it's fun. I think I like I like the, I like Supergirl. I don't know much about her, but I liked her in this issue. Um, I like that there's a story, mm-hmm. like you know, I like that the story continues now with Batman and the Blue Beetle. Which this mm-hmm. is this is my first experience with the new Blue Beetle, so I know nothing about him. Um, but uh, Brave and the Bold is is, is good fun. Yeah. Uh, How long so, is
0: this supposed to go for? Indefinitely, I believe. Yeah. I don't think Uh, it needs to go that long.
1: (laughs) We'll see. We'll see how they go with it. Too much Uh, of a good thing and all that. Yeah. Let's, um, X-Factor 17. X-Factor, the lone Marvel book I bought this week. Yeah, last week on the podcast, it was all about Marvel. We basically had to shoehorn in a a DC book, just to keep keep it honest. But um, this week, hardly anything from Marvel came out, so... Uh, the <laughs> Do you think entry. they just they just looked up and Tom Brevoort went
0: shit? We're out of stuff. We we put it all out too fast.
1: Well, the other thing is we we both dropped Amazing Spider-Man, so that's there's that one.
0: Yeah. So if any of you out there want to talk about Amazing Spider-Man, you'll have to do that on the website.
1: Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um. Did you want to? Did I want to you, buy did you,
0: it? Did you think about it at all? Like, no, I did I even
1: by the time I got to the comic store, I forgot I, it was even out. I didn't even care.
0: Here's what I've learned: if you uh, proclaim publicly on your podcast that you've you've enjoyed your last issue of Spider Man.
1: You have to not buy it anymore.
0: Yeah, it's a strong deterrent to to like, well, maybe I'll just check it out, but I haven't heard anything great, so.
1: Yeah. Um, X Factor. I thought it was a it was a it was a weird issue, uh, a little underwhelming for me, which is the example we said earlier of a comic being so good every week, so when it's not so good, you're a little, you're more. Mm-hmm. Shaken by it than you would normally be uh, i was
0: i was super impressed by the beginning yeah i I
1: really liked
0: i, I want this is one thing that Peter David keeps doing is that he presents this sort of unwinnable conundrum yep, and I love the way he sets those up and and the fact is this he he gets he sends a dupe out to become a detective and and learn all sorts of stuff, and then he learns all these things that he doesn't want to know, and he doesn't want jamie to you know Jamie prime or whatever he is to know. And so,
1: and they're trying to think of a way around it. I will say this about yeah. that scene. That scene was very good, except for the back and forth about Batman.
0: <laughs> Why?
1: Because uh, it, it takes you completely out of the story because of the fact that DC and Marvel Universe is a crossover. Mm-hmm. and
0: It was a cheap joke.
1: It was a very cheap joke, and Batman shouldn't exist as a pop culture icon in the Marvel Universe.
0: It's kind of interesting they let him do it in a in a sort of marketing way.
1: Right. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, he does that stuff. But I, I just I think it's just it totally took me away from the book for a minute. I mean, just because then I started thinking about why would he say that because Batman wouldn't be, you know, it's Peter David saying
0: it, not Jamie Madrox saying it. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. just it took me completely out of the story for a good minute or two.
0: That's a that's a that's a fair criticism. Um,
1: if he had cut him off. If he had said, "I thought that was bad," and then and then he cut him off as his response, he could have gotten the joke across without actually. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. Uh, but I think the reason why I didn't like it as much is simply because it's a, it's a setup issue for a larger storyline, and I'm sure once the storyline gets into it, I'll mm-hmm. be, you know, I it was good. It just was like, all right, let's, you know, this is just sort of a holding pattern. I did like the art better than the regular artist.
0: I I really liked the art. Do you see that one page where all the uh, shield superhero killer guys come down? And it's from above? It's
1: towards anyway. the end?
0: Yeah, it's towards the end. The the page where uh where a strong guy is eating ice cream in yeah, yeah, the yeah. opposite side. That's a beautiful page.
1: I like the art. It's a little it's a little um it's a little more gritty than, than the uh Pablo. Raymond Raymond. Um <laughs> I, I can
0: only hear his voice in like in my head when I say it. Pablo Ramondi. <laughs> and this is his first not on it, but he's still the regular guy apparently.
1: He's well he's filming. the regular guy who needs a fill in every now and then. Mhm. Um, but hey,
0: no, no harm in that. No, no, I don't you have can, a problem can, with it. I just prefer the villain guy. Doesn't make you less of a man. No. Um, <laughs>
1: uh, but I think I think this this story lends itself better to more of a grittier, sketchier style. That
0: this yeah. Has than the a lot of sketchiness going on at Marvel lately.
1: Mm-hmm. They're, with, they're drawing really fast. With, <laughs> with
0: <laughs> their their hands are weak. That's why. They just Get the can't. books out! <laughs> if this is late, we'll dock you. Exactly. None of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it says the next issue the XL, but it's it's set up a lot of really good stuff.
1: So I'm looking forward to what's coming up. And uh, yeah, no, I, I, I it's still it's still one of the best one of the best Marvel books out there. Um, definitely. I know you briefly wanted to mention Fifty Two because if there was a prize for best for
0: for panel of the week, a different kind of POW,
1: mm-hmm. then this book
0: would have won it hands down. For the oh wait, I gotta find it.
1: Here's what's great about this issue while you're looking, is okay. that this whole thing is Black Adam versus the Wacky Scientist I- I Island. So it's <laughs> just basically all these wacky, evil geniuses throwing all their wacky, evil devices at Black Adam and attempt to keep, from, keep him from killing them.
0: How much fun was it?
1: It was so <laughs> much fun. <laughs> and it should
0: have, because was, the plot was that Black Adam was flying towards them. Right. And he should have been able to destroy them in a couple of moments. Apparently he's killed several million people. Yes, which is not good. No. Uh, anyways, the best panel on earth.
1: Well, let's set him up. Is is okay. he's coming towards them? All these scientists are freaking out in their headquarters, trying to find, you know, get more weapons ready to go. And there's one, one guy, um, Dr. Tio Mauro, um, who uh, he's not really paying attention, and you can go from there. Because
0: he's found he, he created the red tornado. Is that yes. correct? Yes, he did. Um, who who Connor loves, <laughs> uh, and he found an auction for it on eBay.
1: Right, and so,
0: well the like head, the, whole, the
1: head of the red tornado,
0: yeah, the whole time the, he's flying towards them, and everybody's preparing for what's gonna happen and and the last time one of the signs goes, in God's name, Moore, the monster's coming close, and you only see him in the background with one hand up and the back of his head silhouetted by a computer screen. he's five minutes, the bidding has reached a critical juncture. <laughs> <laughs> he's eBaying <laughs> it's still funny. We talked about it on Thursday, and I was laughing like this
1: then. It is very funny.
0: And he wins the auction. Five minutes, please. And they beat Black Adam
1: (laughs) with their stupid giant guns. (laughs) I mean,
0: technically, it shouldn't even work. I, I mean, it's an old man with one eye and a cape. He shouldn't be fast enough to pull the trigger against Black Adam as the power of, I believe, seven gods.
1: Right. He should wipe them out before they even get the guns fired. But, I feel uh, like
0: this is Grant Morrison's great revenge. Like, like I want the Wacky Scientist to win. Okay.
1: <laughs> Wouldn't this be, this is kind of be like a funny, a funny, not a, maybe not a series, but maybe it's a, a special. A, it's,
0: it's a three-issue series at best.
1: Yeah, like a special. Yeah. A mini-series or a one-shot. Just, just Wacky Scientist on an island. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody who's on eBay knows when you get to that period, you can't, you know, <laughs> everything, everything stops. If you're at work, you've got to just let it go. If you're at home, Mm-hmm. The doorbell rings. You can't. You gotta just leave it, cause if Black Adam's coming at you.
0: <laughs> Did you notice at the end of this, like they basically have a setup for the JSA, which already happened? Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not worried, but like it's interesting. That the idea of this is they were gonna set up all the stuff that happened for one year later. Right. But, like by now, it's so passe that like there's no point.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I it's hope they're kind not like a
0: flashback. Up, I hope they're not using up a lot of pages at the end to explain stuff that's already happened that we don't need explained. I guess.
1: I guess if, if you wanted to know why the JSA came together, then that's—I mm-hmm. mean—the thing is that you know, you know, everyone knows from one year later that the JSA is going to be the one who eventually brings Black Adam down. Right.
0: But um, the mad scientist did—he's—he's uh, he's fine now.
1: Well, clearly he's going to he, get up and, and wipe the floor. or something. I
0: believe he's going to be angry, more angry, uh, when he wakes up.
1: Oh, fifty-two, Mike,
0: and that's why the JSA have to have seventy-five members.
1: Why would you? Why would you waste um, a whole backup thing on Batman? Yeah,
0: do you notice it didn't actually say anything? Yes. This was the worst backup story yet.
1: The backup origin tale yeah. they've been doing, the two-page origins. Um, first of all, hasn't the last few issues not had this?
0: The last few? I'm, I don't remember. Yeah, the that. last
1: couple at least haven't had the backup origin. Uh, is there a, an able-bodied person in, in, the, <laughs> in the civilized world that doesn't know the origin How of backup? How many now?
0: movies have to, do there have to be?
1: I mean, come on. You could you could do a, you could do an origin of some one of the JSA characters. That nobody knows about. Do a, do. A, you know
0: you what know, else is kind of obvious terrific. about this? And 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 I'm loving Kubert on uh on the on the main book. hmm He look at that first panel of Batman. He rushed this one
1: out. Oh yeah. Look at the foot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's he must have like, thought he was working at Marvel.
0: He's wearing like off-brand Doc Martens.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but I wonder what else he's drawn because it's not the regular book.
0: I I guess not. Why is
1: that? Because Grant Morrison's be doing this series?
0: I guess, but like, I mean, like, I can understand it when artists can't keep on schedule, and, and I, I make, a, I can make excuses for them. But the, I have no truck with the writers who can't keep on schedule.
1: For right. Some
0: reason. I mean. Well,
1: yeah. Grant Morrison has to spend a lot of time researching the dark arts before he writes every issue. That's
0: true. Well, the thing is, if you spend three, if you, if you spend three weeks out of the month in a drug-induced haze, <laughs> and then you expect to just be okay to get up and work that fourth week. Sometimes, sometimes you don't know.
1: That's true. It al- that also holds true for college and work. <laughs> um, I know. Uh, I don't read Hellblazer, but I know you are very excited about this issue.
0: This this book was nearly my pick of the week.
1: Hellblazer two thirty.
0: Hellblazer two thirty uh, marks the after last month, which was a fill-in issue by a previous writer Mike Carey, which was just a great single which issue. Which you also
1: loved. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um.
0: This was the first one by Andy Diggle, who I've read about half
1: of the Losers. I need to finish that at some point. Yeah, that was a good series. Yeah, M- I really Losers love. was good. Batman Confidential not so good. Not as good, no. Not, not even as God. good. Not not good. Uh,
0: basically, this is the start of a story, and it's all very slow as as uh, Constantine uh, has been captured by somebody who wants to kill him, and they tie him up. On, on a dock at low tide, like on the, on the, on the pylon of a pier, sure. basically. And you watch as the, as, the, as the tide rises against him as his, his would-be killer stands there and looks at him. And what always happens with Constantine is that he finds some magical way to trick that person.
1: And slippery. Really,
0: the trick to writing this book is to come up with new and fresh, unique ideas to really make Constantine look like, this time you're fucked.
1: Right, and this did you time it's over, and he's,
0: g- he's got to get out of it. And you know, he, I'm not giving anything away to be like, of course he gets out of it. But it starts off another story. But um, what I dug about this was that the tone of it uh, was just dead on, and I thought that the last uh, writer, Denise Mina, was close. She's a Scottish novelist, apparently, and it was okay, but I, I wasn't loving it. And and this guy, uh, Diggle, he's really got he's got his finger on the voice of the character. Mm-hmm. Which is no small thing.
1: Well, Diggle's British.
0: Yeah, I mean.
1: Uh, do we know where he's from?
0: I'm not. I don't know, but he's he's. Cl- I think he's clearly spent time in London.
1: So, do you think? Why do you think it's so important to have an authentic uh, British writer on? Because, for instance, uh, like Queen of Country, Greg Rucka mm-hmm. writes that he's not British, but that book seems very authentically British. I think
0: I think I think Greg Rucka could write this book mm-hmm. if he wanted to, because Greg Rucka actually. I I'm, I'm shocked. I feel like he must have lived in the UK, right? Because he knows that he's really good at that. I mean, and I'm not British, so I can't say for sure. But it felt really authentic based on the hundreds of British people I've had dealings with in my days. Um, that's not an exaggeration. Um,
1: but why do you think it is? is it is, it, is it so intrinsic in the characters to be yes. to be British that you need a British writer on it.
0: The origin of the character is that, or as it stands now, is that he grew up. His sort of formative teens and early 20 years were in the London punk movement, mm-hmm. and so he's got that certain kind of attitude. But he's older and he's, he's weary, and he just he just feels like I, I can't explain it because I don't know exactly the words for it. I believe Scouser mm-hmm. is one of the words, but his voice is really important. And Mike Carey did the voice pretty well, um, but also like the the cast around him, you know, it's like it, they've got to they've got to sound authentic, and mm-hmm. it doesn't it. There's something uh, intangible about the difference between an American person writing a really good British person and a British person writing an authentic British person, and and I can't explain what the difference is, but you can tell when you when you watch it.
1: Right, you know when you see it.
0: You know, Americans can't do Cockney slang; it's not possible.
1: So how did Brian Azzarella do when he wrote it?
0: It wasn't the the stories were pretty good, but the voices were off. Okay. It's sort of like um, when you read. I'm trying to think. I think a lot of really good writers in comics are white guys who do an attempt at doing black guys. Yeah. And they don't. They, and you they, can tell it's not. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean the story's bad, but it just sticks out a little bit. I was right. just reading um, Brit. Did you read? Have you read Brit yet?
1: It's it's on my big stack of books I brought back from San Francisco. Well, in the
0: very it. beginning of it, the first page, uh, there's like a there's like a, a black supervillain or something like that, and it's written like in. You're gonna have to get off of me now. You know just right. stands out a little bit. Now I love right. Kirkman, I love his work, but like that's I was like, you know what, just write him normal. Yeah. You know, or Bendis does it a lot. I I don't want to say, but uh great voice in this character. This is a really seems like a really good jumping on point. If you've ever wondered about Hellblazer, uh this is the place to go. We actually got a voicemail. Um we got wait, hold on, I lost it. it.
1: Chris from Long Island Chris he from Long Island
0: it. said that he'd never read Constantine Outside of Sandman before. This is the first one he picked up and he really dug it um just so because we wanted to talk about the book I, I didn't play it but um
1: so this is a good one then this is a good place great, to jump great place on great place to
0: jump on and then he also wanted to know what other um trades he can get I actually haven't bought a lot of trades from from Hellblazer because I just sort of picked it up at one point and started reading it I started reading it when uh, Brian Azzarello started because he had a prison storyline Yeah I
1: have reading. I have that hard time trade
0: Yeah um, and that's that's pretty good
1: yeah, It's Brian Azzarello's uh Constantine in prison uh storyline so you could pick that one up
0: and one of the ways that 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 Azzarello got out of having to do that is he had Constantine in America for most of his arc. I see. Um there are a whole lot of Constantine trades that were written by Garth Ennis and drawn by uh, Steve Dillon before they did preacher. Hmm. Um and so you can pretty much assure if you dig that then you'll like that. The very first Garth Ennis story is uh is a book called Dangerous Habits. Uh not not drawn by Steve Dillon. It's basically the plot of... Of the,
1: the movie? movie?
0: Yep. Yeah. It's really good.
1: That makes sense. Constantine
0: is a smoker. Obviously, that's sort of his thing. He gets lung cancer, and he has to trick the devil so that he can be saved. It's cool. better than the movie.
1: I know that occasionally I hear you talk about how um, you're thinking of dropping Hellblazer, or you, you don't know why you're still buying it. So I've it's been good. buying
0: it since I started reading comics. So it's
1: good to hear that you... Um, you're reinvigorated with it. That's good to know.
0: Yeah, oh, I'm glad. I'm glad they put a good writer on it. Diggle. I was looking up his his history. He used to be an editor for 2000 AD for a long
1: time. Ah, there you go.
0: And then he broke into comics doing some stuff for Vertigo. And so the they should
1: movie. only allow you to write Hellblazer if you've worked in 2000 AD.
0: I think so. Unfortunately, I, Mike Carey never did. But Mike Carey lives in in England. I think he lives in London.
1: Wait, are that? Yeah. Vertigo.
0: I got one more. I just wanted to mention really fast. Um, I bought Army at Love Number One.
1: Because you always buy the first Vertigo book.
0: Not always, but it was by Rick Veitch. Uh
1: huh.
0: Um, and he's he's uh, he he wrote and drew it, and and it looked kind of interesting. Um,
1: I know I've re- read his stuff somewhere. I don't know where or what.
0: He used to do. He did Swamp Thing after Alan Moore. Right. Uh, and that was supposed to be very good. I've never read it, unfortunately.
1: So how was this?
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it really is one of those I can't tell if I like this. It's it's either really good or really bad. What's the, what is the tell. premise of it? It's a not too distant future and the idea is that we've it, it's funny, it's not Iraq and it's not it's not Afghanistan, it's Afghanistan.
1: <laughs> Afghanistan? I don't know
0: why you did that. I don't why you know.
1: Why would you stay so close to Afghanistan and just change the
0: I don't know. He just should have. But the idea is that the war is still going on and it's going so badly that they've had to take extreme measures. And so in the army, they have instituted a new department of motivation and morale. And in doing so, what they've done is they've turned war into one big, like, orgiastic uh, experience of, like, you can do whatever you want and everybody, like, they, you know, it's anything goes for the soldiers. And it has made them it made it has made them better soldiers and fight better and stuff like that It's a little it feels like a little bit of a kind of a grant Morrison story because it's a little wacky mm-hmm. but it's a, it's basically a satire um and the the conceit at the end is that like they can't tell anybody about this
1: that there are
0: they like the public can't know what the army is like now, but yeah. it was like their drastic measures to keep to get people to into the army now I don't know how you can recruit people into the army.
1: But, but not, not tell him. them.
0: Yeah, I, I'm I'm quite figured that out.
1: What is the plot though?
0: Um,
1: like what is it about?
0: Well, then they they latch on to this one woman who's off to war, and it starts off that her husband, who's you know just sort of a schlubby guy back at home, is calling, is calling up to see what's going on. She answers the phone in the middle of a firefight, and then like the guy's like, have you have you? Or she asks the guy like, have you ever heard of the Hot Zone Club? And she's like, what's that? And it's like it's when you have sex in a firefight, and then they have sex. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of wacky, and I don't think it's really good. I think it's Wait, got Are you depend- going to buy the next one? I or? don't know. It depends on the
1: week. Interesting.
0: I, I don't know. I, I, I can't. It may be worth a look through. He's put a lot of effort into it, but I just don't know if it's hitting the notes. It How's the art? It looks like... It looks a little like sort of... um. That kind of British, it's Rick Veach stuff. That sort of British 2000 AD stuff, I which isn't as good as you know, like it's a little off, but it mm-hmm. it sort of does what it's supposed to. I'm trying to think of a, of a of a of a of a something similar to it, but I can't.
1: Well then. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: rem- yeah. I, I don't know. It's a
1: ringing endorsement, is what you're saying. It's
0: not, but it's kind of like it, it's thought provoking enough that I wanted to talk about it and say. You know, like, as opposed to some of the other Vertigo stuff that's come out, which I didn't like. I didn't like Scalped because I felt like it was an also-ran, and I didn't like, you know, some other stuff.
1: This... Well, it sounds unique, certainly. There
0: you go. It's it's at least trying to say something. So, if you're in a shop and you think you might be leaning towards pick it up and flip through it and see what you think, basically.
1: And if Army at Love ever becomes really, really popular and big, they make toys out of it, you can go buy those toys in the future. <laughs> At youbynow.com, It's your spot on the web for toys, action figures, collectibles, and prop replicas. You can check out their excellent selection of DC Direct, Marvel Legends, Master Replicas, Star Wars figures, and more. Uh, Go to youbynow.com, Y-O-U-BuyNow.com, and tell them my fanboy sent you. Now, as always... Your segue was
0: so smooth, I didn't know what you were talking about uh, at first. I I I moved ahead. I moved
1: on. (laughs) 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 Toys. We got a lot lot of mail, so let's dive in. Our first emails from six gun he's in tennessee and he writes in last week ron seemed a little disappointed that alex maleev's next project was a halo comic and i got the consensus that i fanboy would be buying it for maleev's art alone i think you guys need to give the halo universe a chance it's really compelling and is much much more thought out than most sci-fi continuities Uh, i know that in general licensed property books are have a bad rep but stuff like metal gear solid from idw and the lone ranger from dynamite are consistently better than most books on the shelf With a team like Brian Bendis and Alex Malieve, there's not much chance for the Halo book to be bad. The question is, why are you guys down on the concept of a Halo comic book? Um,
0: Well, as it was Ron's uh, signal. (laughs) I can't not speak for him. Uh, Basically, you know, when they take a property that wasn't necessarily made to be a story and they squeeze it into a box of something else to try to sell more product, I'm generally leery because it doesn't work very well very often
1: right i i i most importantly i'm looking forward to the comic because i think with that team you can't not at least read it i at agree. least the first one um, and I literally
0: think, i can't think of another team you could put on there that would make, make me buy you buy it. it yeah like i can't deny that team but it's a stretch like i thought for a second like do i really want that because I, I haven't heard. See, you said there are four great novels in a great good OGN. I haven't heard that that graphic novel is very good. As far as I understood, it tanked and it wasn't that good. But it was beautiful to look at.
1: I mean, now we've all played Halo. Um yeah. I don't even. I don't even know know what the story is. No, I know no. there's aliens you need to kill them.
0: And that's not really. Uh, the I know
1: the there's point. some sort of being. Exactly. I think I mean I just I know I know there's a story. I don't know what it is.
0: There are gamers uh, out there who I'm only re- are totally into story and they say that that's right. a good one. But, you know, I've played through the game a couple of times. I I get the main idea, but it's funny cuz the story's not the thing that got me into it. There's a couple of games out there with stories that I really like, but that's not one of them.
1: Uh, The Lone Ranger from Dynamite is a very good comic book. But really that's a, that's an exception to a rule. Usually licensed property stuff is crap. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Because they spend all their money getting the license, not not on the, the talent behind the book.
0: And sometimes, a lot of times what happens is it's really good at first. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, oh, this is kind of fun. And then after a while it wears on you. Because you know, it's not a video game. You Right. Know what I mean? Like, I, you know, they set that story up so that you could, they set it up around the concept of being a video game. And the concept is actually really, really strong, I guess, I don't know.
1: But we are we we are down the concept, but we are up on the book itself. At least we're going to give it, it a shot until we come until we read it. But I'm sure I would be shocked if it's bad.
0: Well, we've 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 been burned on a lot of licensed properties in the past. I think that's the problem.
1: Sure, but no, I don't think any b- properties ever had the talent on it that uh, this one's going to have on it. That's so we'll true. see. We'll see. I think if anybody can ring a good story out of it, it would be so,
0: so forgive, I'm c- really curious to see what he's going to do, because the fact is, there's no characterization in that, in that game.
1: What's really funny is, when they announced this at the New York Comic Con, we were at the panel, and... Um, <laughs> it was a collective. Huh. Well, Cosada goes, and we've got another book coming out from Brian Bendis and Alex Maleev, and the whole audience goes, yay! And then they show the Halo logo, and they go, Halo! And the whole audience went, whoa? <laughs> it really was. It was, like, it was a collective, whoa? It was just all through the whole room. All right, let's move on. <laughs>
0: um. Anyway, Sasha from Oh god, how can I say this?
1: Pronounce that, good luck
0: Mississauga, Ontario Mississauga, Mississauga Ontario, Canada I didn't know they had words like that in Canada uh, It's probably <laughs> what? like a Well, yeah, I guess you're I'm, I sound like an idiot That's what that was. Anyway, which current ongoing mini do you guys think will be a classic in the medium? Which book will be up there with The Watchmen, Dark Knight Returns, Mouse in the future? In my opinion, Why the Last Man has been the best book in the past five years, and it should be on the classic sequential storytellings. What do you guys think?
1: Uh, It's hard to say. That's difficult, because, you know, classics are only judged in, in the future.
0: I think that Why the Last Man will be up there when they talk about series, like people, and we do, even now, you know, like, did you read Preacher? Did you read Why the Last Man? Did you right. read this? I, I think that it's got a place in, I don't, I, I guess. Why is
1: very analogous to Preacher, I think. Very the long. a so. long, very long format. Watchmen, Dark Knight Returns, Mouse are all similar in that there are.
0: You can give somebody that book and they can be done with yeah, it. Yeah,
1: like as it's as just a one book, and they're thick, but they're one book, one story. Um, And for that, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there's, New frontier, maybe. I mean, I know we hammered that into the ground. but Probably not even new frontier. Yeah, um, I, I think
0: that that takes a, a special kind of reader. I
1: probably only said that because it's sitting here next
0: to me. We talk about it all the time. Um, I don't know. I
1: don't, they're, they're really.
0: I don't think. I don't, I don't.
1: I don't know if there's anything.
0: That's the thing about classics, is that they're few and far between, and it's not going to be Civil War. No. You know, it, it just it just isn't. I mean, I don't know. I would say that the. I would say that. It's almost nichey, but I I think The Walking Dead could have some legs on it if if it has an ending.
1: But even then, that's again that's more analogous to Preacher, I mean. right? No, but it, and those are, like those form. are the two
0: kinds, like a series, like Sandman yeah. or Preacher or Why the Last Man or something like that. But as opposed to a single story,
1: maybe three hundred.
0: Yeah, but that's even
1: yeah that's even soul. still it's already half
0: yeah it's it's over. Um,
1: I think this this e- e- email points out a g- that there's sort of a paucity of uh you know like. Big stories.
0: I don't want to. I don't want to harp on the same thing, but I think it's possible that Pride of Baghdad showed a little bit of that mm-hmm. ability to go to to enter that club. But yeah, I can see that. Um, only time will kind of tell that. Yeah, I th- I really need to reread that again.
1: Let's see the second question. Second
0: question uh, is about that we we talk about Brubaker sleeper a lot, and that's true because it's awesome. Uh, have we ever read Scene of the Crime, Brubaker and Lark's first book together? Yes. Yes.
1: It's excellent. Um, I think we we'll probably go more in-depth in that book another time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, if you like Baker's crime stuff, that's really good.
0: Basically what we're saying is that Baker's not bad at all.
1: Yeah, and it's Michael Lark, too, so there you go. That's nice. How old is that? That must be pretty old. Yeah, it is. Um, I can't reach it, so I'm not going to try. Uh, okay, TC, <laughs> T.C. writes in. He says, I'm a new listener to your podcast, and I'm so pleased to discover a show where I can listen to an intelligent discussion on comics.
0: Me, I'm like comic.
1: I like books. I'm a long-time comic reader who left a few years ago and came back to discover the Civil War crap. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're back on this. In the 80s and early early 90s, I was buying 80% X-Men, some Indies, and only a few DC titles, JLA and Titans. After going through university and joining the dreaded working world, I left comics for a few years. My brother continued to buy them and has recently convinced me to come back. Ironically, I now cannot stand Marvel and buy mostly DC. My question is, are there any Marvel titles that do not have Civil War or Iron Man in them? Even Eternals had Iron Man. I buy Astonishing X-Men and that's great but are there any others? Please help. I don't want to cut off Marvel completely and I've tried some other X-Men titles, but in typical X-Fashion I felt completely lost with it when I read them. Okay.
0: First of all, here's your quick answer that's going to lead to a greater discussion. Mm-hmm. Quick answer, X-Factor and Daredevil. Yes. Would you say, I can't think of anything else?
1: Um, Iron Fist. Ooh, good call. Um, but really, there's, that's it. No, I mean, that's not I, it, but I mean, that's, that's not, it's not really a lot. It's not Civil, I
0: mean, it may have some Civil War, in everything's supposed to have a Civil War, that's the point, but now that it's over, like, it just sort of takes the ashes of Civil War, but I think that you you could probably find your way to enjoying Captain America.
1: Yeah, I think the the main thing is uh, Civil War is over, but the ramifications of the Civil War are... Supposedly felt throughout the entire Marvel universe, so really there's no getting around it. If you're going to be reading a Marvel book, that having been having been said, there are degrees to which that that mm-hmm. ripple effect is taking place in books like Daredevil and X Factor and Iron Fist. Uh, will not Ultimate have a Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, you can Then you, there's the whole Ultimate Universe which you missed, which is has nothing to do with Civil War because it's a different universe completely. So if you wanted to read, go get some trades and pick up Spider-Man and X-Men and. Um, Fantastic Four and and Ultimates, which is the Avengers book, then you could do that and not have to worry about it.
0: That's true.
1: Um, but really, that's that's just the way it is. The whole point of doing Civil War was to change the entire universe, which they did.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, uh,
1: but there are books out there, and it
0: looks like they're gonna get a whole lot more Iron Man from here on out.
1: Yeah. Otherwise, you better just get used to Iron Man.
0: Yeah, that brings up and that brings up the question of of this weird I buy Marvel books but not DC and DC but not Marvel, which is something that. You were saying you just don't understand. I don't.
1: I don't understand. I mean, I. I do. I mean, obviously, everybody who listens to the show know I buy m- more DC books than Marvel, um, and have more of an allegiance to the characters. But at the same time, I've never been at a point in my life where I didn't buy a, didn't buy from the other, company because so, it was the other company. That's And just if really. something
0: looks good or interesting or has somebody on it that you you like.
1: Yeah, I mean, even when I was a kid, which is where the, I think this sort of allegiance thing starts. I always. I always bought Batman and Superman and Justice League, but I also always bought Avengers and Captain America. Why and did Spider-Man? I
0: I, I don't understand why people do like like I. You can be part. You can read both things. It's not going to diminish the other. And if good's good, you know. Right. And so you know, like what's? It's funny if people if people ask us what a good book is, we don't separate it into well, the good from Marvel is. I mean, maybe yeah. organizational step, but don't hate people.
1: There's also um. Include see There's lots of other good books um, that are not Marvel or DC published.
0: That's very true. There's a
1: lot of other good stuff out there which um, you go can ahead, check out. Go ahead. Say it
0: again. Say it. Say it one more time. So go ahead. I knew you know what you're gonna say. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm gearing up for. <coughs> <laughs> uh, if you, you had a read lot Invincible. of rocks, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you, this is also a superhero book from Image, and if you, it's it's a great superhero book. You don't need to worry about Iron Man being in it because it's not, he's not going to happen. Guarantee he won't show up. Although Batman did show up at one point. I think um, Invincible
0: showed up in Marvel Team Up once.
1: Yes, he did. He, oh, he did. Sorry, Iron Man's in on that one too. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> But it was pre-Civil War, Iron Man. But, you know, you can, you can branch out and, and look at other companies. There's, there's, not, there's a whole you know, bunch of books that are not Marvel or DC that are really fun to read. And if you listen to the show, we're not going to go through them because longtime listeners will hate us. But if you listen to any of the episodes, we always talk about some of
0: them. Uh, yeah. So uh, our last, our last <laughs> email is a, a public service message of, of sorts.
1: Yes. Not a question, okay. but a comment.
0: Uh, Chris from Long Island has said that his friend Jake is growing out a mustache, and it looks horrible. By the way, Chris from Long Island is pretty young, so I'm imagining his friend either has a really crappy mustache. Did
1: you not see the picture he sent?
0: Oh, I don't think I did.
1: Yeah, he sent us a picture.
0: Oh, I think I missed it. Damn. Anyway, the mustache looks horrible, and we desperately need him to shave it. Why you'd come to us, I don't know. Paragon's of fashion that we are. Until he shaves it, we're trying to have as many people as possible tell him, Nice tash! Nice stash! Now here comes our request. Could you send a shout-out to Jake, attach us a picture, just comment on his mustache on the air, and we'll be forever in our debt. The mustache is hard to see. Getting the picture was a struggle of life and death, and we're losing the competition, and we will help him win. Now, you didn't see the
1: picture, so no one else did, which is okay because I'll describe it. It's basically a teenage wispy mustache.
0: Oh, God, that's Um, horrible. The older boys boys (laughs) are rubbing your face in the dirt again?
1: Listen, Jake, uh, (laughs) you're, you're not Tom Selleck. And you're not Jason Lee, and that's about anybody. The only people that can pull off the mustache. No
0: one can pull off the mustache. That's important. And you know what? While we're at it, you all need to give up on the goatee.
1: Here's the, the other thing, Jake. Is you don't <laughs> want to be the, 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 you know, another guy in Long Island with mustache. <laughs> <laughs> There's really? a lot of guys in Long Island with mustaches, and they shouldn't.
0: No, I can't see the picture right now. But is the back of his hair at all grown out?
1: No, he's got short hair. Okay. But but um, that's the next step. Now, I know you said give up the goatee, but really, Jake, if you really, really want facial hair, uh, you should just grow the whole thing.
0: But take it take it from me, uh, if you can't do it, don't. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, wait a minute, I'm showing up in public half-shaved all the time. <laughs>
1: Jake, you should just not have the mustache, or you should have beard or goatee, but really, um, it's not a good idea. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: That was completely like sincere, too.
1: I'm, I'm being sincere. <laughs>
0: it's true. Don't,
1: don't, don't do not
0: don't it. All right. So get rid of that. So if
1: you have an email or you want someone to stop growing facial hair, you can write us at contact at ifanboy.com. <laughs> we get a lot of email, and we uh, write back to everybody. It takes a while, but eventually we get to it, so be patient. you write one
0: now. We'll talk to you in June.
1: Yeah, see you in June.
0: <laughs> anyway, so uh, we got our voicemail up and running. It was down for a lot of the week, so if you tried to call in and you got a, a – you got a uh, busy signal. Uh, Ron apologizes,
1: and that's part of his punishment. Yeah, um, we're sorry. It was down until about Thursday of this week. The uh, provider had a problem. It wasn't. It was not us.
0: <laughs> we like to throw blame All right. right out of the way. Um, first up is Matt from Simi Valley.
1: Hey, uh, fanboys. This is Matt from Simi Valley, California. Um, just want to let you know. Uh, thank you for recommending Justice Society. I never got into DC books, but I really enjoyed this. Um, Finish number four, and I finally understand what the DC Universe is about. Um, one question on that double splash page that had the whole team sitting there. Uh, there was a shadow on the top left corner. Um, had no clue what that was, so I was just wondering if you guys had any idea. So, uh, yeah, love your podcast, guys. All right, later. Thank you. somebody who uh, finally finds the wisdom of sharing universes and not just being uh, loyal to one, <laughs> Um, JSA is indeed a fantastic book, and it is great. And I think anybody. I think I don't think I've seen a bad uh, word about. Not a word, but I don't think I've any, everybody I think has really enjoyed this book. Yeah. And just to get to his question really quickly, the character. There's a full page, double page splash of the entire team.
0: <laughs> I opened that up and I was like one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Three, there's three, a lot of people. <laughs> seventy three, seventy four, seventy. Why is Mrs. Doubtfire there?
1: I don't know, but they've got a really big marble table. Yep. Um. There's a character way in the back who is shadowy and. I believe that that... That is Mrs. Doubtfire. I do believe that the character in the shadows is Obsidian, um, oh. who appears in other parts of the issue, and he is the son of Alan Scott, Green Lantern. Um, and he was a villain for a while, but now I guess he's back to being good.
0: And he's 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 one of the gay characters, correct?
1: Yes. And I think he's off in the shadows because he's not really part of the team. I don't know if everybody knows he's good again, because he was really bad for a while.
0: I see. He's um, in Manhunter. Is he? I believe so. The book that keeps not getting canceled.
1: Ah, uh, I've never read that book. Which is Written by Mark why. and Draco,
0: who co-wrote Torso. It's The only reason I know his name. Right. Uh, next up, we got uh, we got Zach.
1: Hey, I fanboys. Zach here from Portland, Oregon, and I was just wondering when um, you guys were teenagers if people were more into comics because you know I'm I well I just turned eighteen and I don't have many friends that are into comics right now because of all the media saturation
0: and. You know all sorts of other things that kids can get their entertainment from, whether it be video games or TV or movies or what have you. So I just wanted to know when you know you were sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, around that
1: age, if uh, other teenagers were reading comics if that you know you guys could talk to about. Um, enjoy the podcast and keep doing what you're doing. Oh, and one more question: Who would win a fight, Tim Drake? Or Dick Grayson.
0: I just gotta say that as an eighteen-year-old who used the term media saturation, you've already impressed me, which is why you're reading comic books. Yes, they're for the smart people.
1: Um, out of the way quickly, Dick Grayson. Uh, <laughs> isn't Tim? Isn't Tim Drake supposed to be a better martial artist? Yeah, but Dick's got the he's got the experience. He he's got the tricks up his sleeve. He you know experience beats raw talent. All right. You know what I mean? Like I'm not saying it wouldn't be a good fight, but 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 Dick Dick would win. You know what I mean. He'd figure happen. out a way. He'd figure out a way. All right. Thanks for making us feel old, Zach. Jeez. Um, <laughs> when we were when we were teenagers or eighteen, we um uh let's go back. Let's take the way back machine. We were we just got email. We just got the internet, and it was text. Nirvana
0: was on everybody's lips. did yeah, I know mean, he was dead by then. Uh, uh,
1: were there more people reading comics when we were eighteen? Um. I don't know. No, I don't think so.
0: It had already. I think, I think there were less. I I would think so because that was when we were. That would have been like you know ninety five.
1: Yeah, like the freshman year of our college.
0: You, um, know, you weren't even reading them. Well, well, actually, you're a year younger than me, so but it doesn't make, it doesn't make a difference. But right. Um, what happened? I mean, no, I mean that was the industry had tanked by then.
1: Yeah, that was the the the
0: bust time. So no, no one was reading them. That we were still sort of getting over the the multiple cover speculator market that that killed everything.
1: Right, but if you want to go back like 6 more years when we were 12, mm-hmm. definitely more people were reading comics.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, the whole media saturation thing I think is a big point that I think is the reason why people don't read more comics more than anything. It's 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 not the storylines, it's not the darkness, it's the fact that um, you know, my siblings would rather play video games than read comics. Well, the other
0: the other part is is that, you know, originally when comics used to sell in the millions, you know, in the in the fifties and sixties and thirties and forties, they were cheap throwaway diversions that weren't that didn't have that much artistry in them. Now that's not to say there wasn't stuff that came out of it that was incredibly artistic, but you know, now it's a specialized niche market and it's not even a cheap thing anymore. They're expensive. Right. It's an expensive habit to have. So it'd stand to reason that there are sort of less people interested in it.
1: But definitely I think comics the boom that the comics are right now is is there? I think there are. More, I know more people reading comics now than I did when I was 18.
0: And then one of the other things is, to, you know, it doesn't have to be the delineation between comics reader and not a comics reader. There's people right. who don't read comics, uh, but there's some people who read some comics, but don't. You know, they don't show up every Wednesday, but that doesn't mean they're going to turn down a good book. Right. But he toward. says
1: that none of his friends read them, so he wants enough that he was, if he's alone in that. And when I was a kid, when I was not a kid, when I was 18, uh, I didn't read comics
0: when I was 18. Yeah. So.
1: You know, I had one or two friends that read them. I basically turned, turned, I went around. Actually, what I did was I went around my dorm in college and I, I found some guys who were of like mind in terms of entertainment. I mm-hmm. gave them Grant Morrison's Justice League and I said, "You need to read this."
0: And those guys were the ones who started me reading again.
1: Yeah. So I mean, you, I, I didn't have any comic friends, so I went around and made them.
0: Yeah, and that's something. You know, if you, none of your friends are interested in it, give them some of the good stuff. You know. Yeah. And see if that gets them. If they like, you know, if they like smart stuff, they like books, they like movies that are, you know and that that's a good way to get people. To yeah, but I
1: think right now you, people are much more receptive and uh amenable to comics than they were 10, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks Zach. Thanks for making me. I'm going to go cry to my pillow now.
0: And uh, I t- mm-hmm. I tell you what, uh this last one, I I don't I don't I don't get it.
1: Hi, i This is Augie the from the Pipeline podcast. I'm a little behind on my podcast, but I just listened to your Captain America show and it was indeed a very emotional one. And I just wanted to mirror some of the emotions that Ron expressed over the course of the show. And I just have to say that though I understand on a strictly logical basis, given the plot points brought up at the very beginning, that Joey would indeed choose Pacey at the end over Dawson. Uh, emotionally, it wasn't terribly a great decision for me. I still think, damn it, that Joey belongs with Dawson. Rest in peace. Austin's Creek the end I think I like it when really better when he calls in for I
0: didn't even get that
1: I do I do Did I miss it Yeah you didn't watch Austin's Creek no, I guess not Oh was he driving in some sort of tunnel
0: I guess I don't know He well, he definitely wasn't at his computer What oh. the hell does that have to do with Captain America
1: I don't know but um thank you sir for calling in cuz that was awesome <laughs> All
0: right I literally this.
1: haven't thought about that show in years
0: Let's wrap this one up if you uh, if you want to send us a voicemail, uh, you can uh, send it to 888 uh, Fanboys, which is 3262697, and
1: it should be working. Well, it is obviously. We've clearly, got you can
0: say any damn thing you want.
1: <laughs> if, it's, if it makes us laugh, we'll play it.
0: Yeah, uh, unless uh, it's a five-minute ramble.
1: Yeah, tell us who you who you are, where you're from, and keep it short. That's or, it. Or
0: or or conversely, if it's not short, really really good.
1: Yeah, if it's not short, it better be damn funny.
0: <laughs> um. And please don't forget to go over to ifanboy.com for more talks and things like that. It's where the Pick of the Week goes up every Wednesday night.
1: Heavens if we didn't talk about a, a book over this course of the show, we'll talk about it over there. So uh, if you get mad at us because we didn't bring up uh, what's the,
0: what's the Flash, it? Flash, for example, then, um, a Brian Bollin rip off cover.
1: Yeah, I thought it was Bollin too. But if, you, if you're mad we didn't talk about Flash, go talk about it on the website and we will all talk about it.
0: Uh, yeah, and you can you can also go to the forums over there at Rev3. There's a link to those on the ifanboy.com main page. Um, uh,
1: Don't you know. forget every Wednesday there oh, yeah. is the iFanboy video show where we go more in-depth with certain topics or we go out in the field and make jackasses of ourselves. Um, all for your viewing pleasure. Every Wednesday on the Rev- Revision 3 uh, board or, that doesn't make sense, on the Revision 3 website or our own, you can check out iFanboy uh, usually around the afternoon on the East Coast. We can tease it. This week we
0: talk about a great man. <laughs> see? Huh? We've never done that before. That's new. Yes. Uh, anyway, you could... Uh, were you trolling around on MySpace as so many of you 18 year old and younger people do? Wow. that See, that sounded old.
1: Yeah. Anyway, good. MySpace. You dot, damn kids and your MySpace. MySpace.com
0: slash ifanboy. Uh, and you can be our friend. Please do. And if you go over to comicspace.com slash ifanboy,
1: which is much older people doing the same thing, uh, you can be our friend there, too. Go to the Frapper map at Frapper.com, F-R-A-P-P-R.com, slash fanboy and you can put your pin in the map and represent yourself and tell us where you're from and join the other Take a uh, look fanboy at where people was... on the map.
0: Take a look at where they are and see some of the faces and the names. Yeah, maybe really you
1: make a comic book friend
0: in your area. Yes!
1: So yeah, please be don't like, talk to oh, anyone without their permission.
0: I know that guy. He goes to my shop.
1: iFanboy does not hold it responsible for any... Uh, Stalking. any
0: stalking we've made yeah. that possible if you put yeah. yourself on the Frapper map you've done it of your own volition that's true uh, if you like the show or shows either of them please 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 go over to iTunes and leave us a nice review or if you hate us you can leave us a mean review we can't stop you uh, you go to Podcast Alley at, or, uh, and vote for us there uh, and more importantly though if you know anybody you think would like the show make sure you tell people about it or send them links and do stuff and talk about it at this at the shop
1: and if you're one of those forward-thinking comic book readers, you go to dig.com, d-i-g-g.com, and there's a podcast section. And then in the podcast section, there's an art section. And in that art section, there's ifanboy.com, and you can dig our show, and you can dig each individual episode every week as they come out. Um, that will help us out too.
0: Yes. Um, and finally, uh, if you really like the show and you've got some scratch, you got a little little dough, little cheese, little cheddar. Uh, you can go to ifanboy.com slash donations and, and throw a little cash uh, towards the show, which we do nothing but put towards the show to make it better and make it more fun.
1: And Josh's old man uh, back operations. Uh, it's a hip this week, actually. All right. Hip. That's what's going to happen. Um, That's that's all.
0: Uh, I think clearly uh, Ron is missed.
1: Sure, totally. Whatever. <laughs> Teach him to punch me. Bitch. <laughs> I'm Josh. I'm Connor. Goodbye. Bye-bye.